What's up, buddy? It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Welcome to the show. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. We do this every day. Heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. And the other Scott is... Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper of winnersandwiners.com. I know, dude. I'm just all over the place with the intros today. Very, very non-traditional. Hey, welcome to the show. It's Wednesday. Welcome to heading back to the window. If you can't hump the one you love, hump the one you're with. Sound advice right there, Scott. To paraphrase. Long's in a song or a poem. To paraphrase the great Stephen Stills. It's good to be uh, here, man. Dr. Seuss. What? Dr. Seuss. Not Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's good to be here, guys. We do this each and every day. Welcome to the Winners and Winners Sports Betting Network. We ask you, first of all, that you do just take a minute and give us the like, give us the subscribe. If you're listening to us on podcast form, get over there and rate and review. Of course, listen to our pals, Jim Williams, Chris King, every day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 12.30 Central, as they do just parlays. But it's if you listen to the show, it's so much more. They, man, he, he breaks down those games with a fine-tooth comb, man. You, you, you watch the show, Scott? He puts up he puts up a lot of factoids. A lot of factoids. Yeah, a lot. About, about the games. Very good. Uh, we got some people checking in early in the comments section here. Tough day for Brad Crawford. Oh, Rutgers. Yeah, uh, awful. And uh, Missouri State. Brad, I was with you. I had a premium on that, buddy. And uh, the the Bears just, they showed up in literally like the last minute and a half of the game. They almost got it tied. Had a shot to tie it, but uh, get, try to get us the miracle overtime cover, but couldn't get it. Uh, David, the Italian listened a minute, found out that my Northern, Northern Illinois, Ohio game went over. Well, depends on your number, David. If you got a good number, if you got it at 135 and a half, it did because it, it landed 136. We officially had it on the premium at 137, so we clocked it as a loser. But a lot of people had better numbers than that. So, very good. I, I got, I don't want to say lucky with my play today yesterday. I picked up a winner, got a great number. I gambled on Coburn not playing for Illinois, had Michigan State plus five and a half. I think that closed at two and a half. They lost by one. I don't really know how you trail by 14 at halftime when the other team's missing their best two players. But thanks for coming back for me, Michigan State. Very nice. Um, talking about Medvedev there, James S. In huge the house, for man. me. Uh, JC, definitely a huge sweat. When the guy you bet to win the tournament's down match point, and he comes back and he wins the match. So he's now in the semis, faces off against Sitsipas. Should be fun. He's around minus 250. It should be a good be- a battle. Nadal faces off against Berrettini. The one can, I don't want to say it's a conspiracy, but the one thing I'm annoyed about with the Australian Open setup is that naturally they're keeping the semifinal games or the matches on the same day, but they had one match the day before the other one in the quarters. So Nadal gets an extra day off leading up to the semis, which I think is complete nonsense. But that's what my brief little issue with the scheduling. Did the same thing in the NFL. Bengals get an extra day off over the Chiefs. Chiefs had to play the, yeah, late, said the same thing. late night game. I, mean, I don't know if it's fair, but I don't know how you, there's no way to fix it. You're not you're not playing you're not playing all four games on a Sunday. Well, and that's for the NFL. I'm saying for te- for tennis, I know you could just put both games on. But the point is, uh, Nadal went five, had the day off or the extra one. Now Medvedev had to play four and a half hours against Felix. He won. But now he's one less day to recover than than Nadal. But uh, we'll see what happens. It should be a good matchup. I'm kind of hoping. Of course, I'm hoping Nadal loses because I don't want to face him in the final potentially. But that potential final of Nadal and Medvedev should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I might even watch that myself. Brandon Kubas had uh, 
talking about call the cops on the Canucks, up two nothing in the third. Uh, ended up losing three to two in overtime. I was actually going to put that on call the cops, but I found a couple of other bad ones. That was rough. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, Ryan Page talking about Michigan State and money line. Yep. Yep. Um, I season. Uh, and I haven't watched Arizona this season. I don't know how they were ranked number three. Yeah, if that's the only game you saw Arizona play last night, <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some questions about how the fuck they were ranked in the top five. See, that was my main takeaway because Arizona, of course, playing in the Pac-12 with a, even the same way in football. There's a lot of teams that are usually ranked decently in the Pac-12, and that involves watching them play at like 11 o'clock or midnight or something. So I really had not watched much Arizona basketball this season. I've seen some. Right. But then they faced off against UCLA. They have a lot of talent. They just have no control no. at all on any given possession. They, play- if they they think that they are so much better like individually than they actually are. So their shot selection is atrocious. Oh, very good. Hey, by the way, take away from that game. Yeah. It looked like Arizona was just chucking up a bunch of bad shots. Yeah. They looked like they were like a team of freshmen and sophomores. They they did not look a veteran veteran squad at all. Uh, One more reminder, do like, and subscribe or uh, no one gets into the baseball hall of fame next year. Fucking nobody. I don't know. I feel like my thoughts are pretty well documented about the baseball hall of fame, but just in case you didn't realize I would let all the steroid guys in. Especially the really, really good ones. Yeah. I think Bond's a gimme. I think Clemens is a gimme. I think you can throw in all of them because they are they were so good for the actual sport itself. Yep. Because if you remember baseball right around the steroid era, it was kind of a dying sport. And then you had the Sosa-McGuire home run race, yep. which pretty much revived interest in the sport. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, everybody was still pissed about the strike, man. I... uh I worked with a guy who was like in his mid sixties when I was working with him and he'd been a lifetime serious baseball fan. He fucking quit the sport cold Turkey after the strike of 93, never, mm-hmm. never watched another game. And the, and I knew, and then you had the home run, whatever. And yeah. then that kind of brought the sport back. So I do think it's hypocritical for major league baseball and the writers to have so much coverage of the steroid race at the time for the home run derby for not for not the home run derby. I mean, it was basically what it was, but for the home run race. And then as soon as that wave passes, you turn your back on all of them and just take the profits and run. Yeah. I mean, to my way of thinking, if you've got pitchers on steroids and you've got hitters on steroids, doesn't that, doesn't that cancel each other out? Well, I'm saying not everybody was on steroids, which is why that's the counter argument. But I mean, it's documented that Gaylord Perry's in the hall of fame and he admitted to using a spitter. Oh fuck! For about yeah, twenty years. Yeah, we're not even going to start with all the people that have questionable. That's the point. I'm care. saying there's various types of cheaters or cheating in the Baseball Hall of Fame already. Well, let's start so with what's the point. Let's start with putting the fucking gambler in. Okay. Yeah. If you want to argue, should also be. In. If you want to argue about whether your 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 enhancements made you a Hall of Famer when they wouldn't when you wouldn't have otherwise been. Okay, we can have that argument. You can't have the argument with the guy that has the all-time hit record that I I don't see it ever, ever being broken and not in the Hall of Fame, not just... The that I see it, the best hitter, or in my opinion, the best player of all time was steroid Barry Bonds. I think he's the best player in the history of the sport. And Pete Rose, best pure hitter in terms of hits, of course, in Major League Baseball history. Clemens, one of the best pitchers of all time. It's a Hall of Fame. You have three of the best players of all time not in it. 
Yep. So what's right. the point? It's, Plus, it's fucking point. How does Ortiz get in when he had a positive test in the past, and yet you don't let anybody else in? It's because Ortiz is likable. This well, is nonsense. It's a popularity contest. I know that you're going to say the Ortiz one wasn't an official test, right? <laughs> and it was a bunch of other caveats. So was Bonds. When did Bonds ever test positive? Yeah. Um... So what I'm saying is, if Ortiz got in for some sketchy drug testing, but Bonds also had sketchy drug testing, but never failed an official test. I don't know how you can let Ortiz in and not Bonds. That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Sometime we'll we'll do a show and we'll just fucking bitch about this because there's there's so much to unpack in the in the Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. They don't let every I, I like the way football does it. Put five in a year. I think it's all popularity. Ortiz is a beloved guy. Yeah. That's why he got in. That's why I think at some point A-Rod might get in because he revived his image being a broadcaster and for the most part being a well-liked guy post-retirement. I do think he might have been able to mend some of the media beefs that he had. And that's the main reason why Ortiz got in and the likes of Schilling is a separate story. He should be in any way. I don't care about your political views. If you deserve to get in, you deserve to get in. You have Bonds. You have have McGuire. The reason why they're in or they're not in is because they were dicks to the media. And the media holds grudges. That's a huge part of the voting, which is why the media voting is stupid. Brad Crawford wants to know what sports we handicap the best. Scott, I'm going to go out on a limb and say for you it's college basketball. For me, it's baseball. Uh, I'd say basketball in general uh, because this year I've been a little bit quieter with college. I've started to bring it back a little bit. Last year was nuts in college, but I think college football is also up there. Uh, I think I'm pretty good at that. UFC has been good. It's weird because last year, I know Brad mentioned it, baseball was really good Mm -hmm. for me. And historically speaking, baseball is one of my weaker sports, but I think I might have found something, hopefully, that carries over. So I try to get involved in a lot of different sports because based on the calendar, you kind of have to. But I'd say my best is probably either basketball or college football. Asking about the Atlanta-Sacramento game. Are we going to see an overreaction after the Kings? I don't know. Is that... Do you shit a bit a bigger? Has there been a bigger egg shit this year, Scott? I know we had the one where they with the sixty point differential. Uh yeah, we had the Thunder lose by what was it seventy? Yeah, yeah, against the Grizzlies. Yeah, like one one twenty eight to fifty eight or something like that. But uh, Boston wins by fifty three last last night. Uh, do we have an overreaction here? Do you like do you like the Hawks covering that big a number? I actually do, but it's not even an overreaction. It's just because of the fact that the Aaron Fox might not play again and the fact that Atlanta has actually played better over the last couple of games, yeah. mostly because DeAndre Hunter came back. So defensively, they are not, let's just say, as bad as they once were because Hunter is clearly their best defensive player. So I do think that Atlanta's, I don't want to say turning a corner, but they're close to turning it. The Kings just look like they've punted on the season and they're probably going to trade Fox at some point. They're rebuilding kind of for, what, 25 straight years at this point? Yeah, ever since, like they, the Kings ever, ever since they left. It's the curse of Kansas City, buddy. Yeah, I, the Kings are awful. They'll, they'll look better tonight because you have a no-show. I'm assuming the coach made him either run gassers in practice or whatever. But I got to assume Atlanta wins handily. It's hard, it's, hard to pick, it's hard to pick Sacramento in a back-to-back coming off that spot with Fox out. You know, I, yeah. I, I think it's Fox a, is not officially out, but it, let's just say it doesn't look promising. Yeah, keep an eye on that. Um, somebody asked but me I, like how, I like how Atlanta's played recently. 
Somebody asking about Valpo and Bradley. Bradley, two on the road. Uh, Valpo team's playing better, Scott. They I, almost beat Loyola. They lost in, I don't remember if it was overtime or double overtime, but they were leading by double digits in that game. If it's a spread that short, and I think the teams are pretty even, I'd lean Valpo. Really? I would. I think this Valpo team's actually not that bad. They have a couple of guys who they got in the transfer win- or in the transfer uh, portal. They got Kobe King from Wisconsin a couple of years ago. He's actually their leading scorer. They have some talent, and Bradley's a team in the past that has been very solid in this conference. But I do think Valpo at home is a bit undervalued. If you like to go with the veteran team and the team that's done well in the conference in the past, take Bradley. I'll take a little sniff with Valpo there. I think they're underrated. Okay, uh, I'll I'll give I'll give a slight lean the other way. Um, do, 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 do. Pete Rose in? Yeah, no shit, James. No, Pete Rose not in. Uh, most important stat when handicapping basketball? That's a great question. Um, I don't know if there's really one important stat. I'm a sucker for the efficiency numbers. I know a lot of people maybe don't view it that way. Of course, I've tried to take a more analytical approach when it comes to gambling. I'm sure Scott can testify to that. That's why I always look at Kempom. I always look at all these sites because the the facto numbers are misleading based on pace. So you'll see a team that's averaging 115 points and they're actually worse offensively than a team averaging 109 just because of the amount of possessions you'll see in both teams' plays, the way that they play. So I do think that matters. I'm an efficiency guy. I feel like those are important stats to use. I like looking at matchups. I like watching. I like checking the the numbers, offensive numbers against defensive numbers. Um, if mm-hmm. a t- if a team is a a great shoot, three point shooting team, but they're playing a great three point shooting defense, that's going to have a bigger impact. So it's not. I can't. I can't look at this. I can't look at the numbers one sided in a vacuum. I have to look and see how they match up. If you have a team that turns the ball over a lot, but you're playing against a team that doesn't ever pressure the ball, doesn't create a lot of turnovers, that negates some of that for me. So. Um, I'm, I would say, I would say just in general matching up, uh, in, in all sports, really, um, mm-hmm. matching, matching up, you know, good quarterbacks with weak defensive backfields and things like that. So, uh, steroids saved baseball. Yeah. Kind of true. It's, that's, yep. that's it's, how I view it. Absolutely. Uh, every, everyone in that era was on the juice. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, and, and I know the baseball writers, uh, side a big sigh of relief, because that was the last chance for the the big two for Clemens and for Bonds uh, to be put in regularly um, because they love Big Pappy. Yep, absolutely. McGuire. Yep. Uh, what's the subject? <laughs> uh, big Red Machine seventy five. That's the team that I kind of grew up. I was always a Royals Royals fan, of course, but I was a catcher, so I loved Johnny Bench, and I kind of gravitated towards that fucking Cincinnati Reds team because they were so good. Um, you really did miss that. Uh, I, met, I met Joe Morgan. He was nice. Um, you guys have been good with hockey this year. I find hockey the toughest. Hockey's generally it the is. Tu- hockey's generally the toughest because there's not a lot of donkey money out there. A lot of people betting on hockey are pretty goddamn sharp, and that's that's the problem with betting on hockey. Is you know that's that's what's great about college football is you've got a huge pool of square money, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have that in hockey. You don't you don't have the uh, we don't have the you don't have those line moves where you go fuck really. Uh, Same as tennis. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah, very very similar. Very uh, women's basket, women's basketball, same kind of thing. Any the the smaller the sport, uh, the sharper the lines are going to be. The exception to the rule is the NFL because yeah. everybody 
studies a lot about the NFL. I would say everybody's a fairly sharp better when it comes to the NFL because the talking heads are talking about it. You're you're aware. Yeah, I think sharp. You, you is get a lot a of bit, stats, huh? Yeah, sharp's not the word I'll use. I'll use the word knowledgeable okay. because a okay. lot of people hear things. They might go down a rabbit hole that's not accurate. But the point is, people follow the games. They know which teams are good and which teams are not. I'm not going to use the term sharp because some team, some people just know. Oh, this team's really good. This team's not. We'll blindly bet the good team. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair enough. They, but they there's a it's lot bigger there's a lot bigger pool of knowledge out there. Yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of the talking is NFL. Between, people care more. Yeah, it, between fantasy and gambling, that's why NFL is the biggest sport. Well, that's um, why in a couple of years, a couple of years ago, I took WNBA betting seriously, mm-hmm. and a lot of people wondered why. And the reason was if you get a good read on the actual league then you're going to beat a bunch of line moves. And now, of course, with the smaller leagues or the smaller sports, you it takes less to move a line, so you will see more. But the point is, is that if you have the ability to have access to information that most people either don't have or are not really paying attention to, you can beat some serious line moves and make some serious money. It all spends the same. Yep. Yep, uh, I would highly invest. I would highly recommend if you're going to be serious about it to start figuring out who to follow on Twitter. It's going to give you the best and earliest information because you can kind of you can kind of read the tea leaves if you pay attention. Um, it, the bad the bad part is, and we've talked about this before, it fucking takes time. You and yeah. I have the luxury of having the time to do it because this is what we do. Yeah, not a lot of people have that have that luxury, and we definitely like it. Um, Milwaukee and the Cavs tonight, Scott. Cavs playing really good ball right now. Um, they've uh, not they've, they've, the market started to catch up with them though because they're not they they failed to cover their last three. This Milwaukee team on the road that's a fucking to me, dude. That's that's a crapshoot because they've they've uh, failed to cover. They've lost three straight. Failed to cover three straight. You want any part of this Milwaukee team tonight? You want to you want to you want to lay four do. and a half? I only do if it's confirmed that Jared Allen's out because he's currently questionable. Yeah. He's extremely valuable to that team. As a result, as of right now, it's a clear pass because Allen, I think, is that good for that team. Yeah. Just defensively and rebounding wise, I can't play without knowing if he's going to play or not. So I'm going to pass. Giannis is going to go with his knee. He is confirmed probable. If, would you play with Allen potentially being out? I, can't. I wouldn't touch it without knowing what Allen's status is. If if Allen's going to play, then I'm taking the points in the Cavs, mm. taking my chances. I mean, I watched them last game. They beat the Knicks. It was a low-scoring battle. Am I impressed you beat the Knicks by two without Allen at home? Not really. I don't think the Knicks are very good, but I do think that the Bucks. you can argue revenge angle and the rest advantage. I get all that. The real It's going to come down to the big three for Milwaukee actually playing together and how good they're going to look because so far this season when all three have played, they've been really good. Carrot lays out a very solid strategy. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Number one, number one, best strategy, bet the opposite of what I bet. <laughs> yeah. Just fade yourself. Yep. Bill McDonald says Manny deserves to be in Manny being Manny. Absolutely. If big Pappy deserves to be in Manny deserves to be in, but he's, he's another guy that the fucking media hated. Uh, we count Did the money. Media hate him? He was in a bunch of the funny commercials, and I, I don't know. Yeah, and he had a bit of a charm to him. Yeah, he did. I don't think the media bought it though. That's fair. Uh, a lot of sharps like the Bucks' revenge and rest advantage. Yep, I get that. Uh, Red Wings won five straight. They've been good. Uh, Raymond, 
solid player. He's yeah. the favorite right now to win the Calder. Uh, somebody Good asking player. about somebody asking about the Michigan game. Um, Playing Northwestern. <sighs> Playing eight. Northwestern has not been playing good basketball at all. Uh, as far they've as they've not, uh, has there been an update on their best player if he's going to play or not? Let me see what we've got here. Um, on Northwestern, on Jack. Yeah, I got nobody on the injury list, buddy. Okay, so keep that in mind. Michigan has been playing better lately. It's about time they couldn't have been playing much worse. Um. I'm going to go hold my nose and pick Michigan. I'll give you a quick quiz here, Scott. Uh, Northwestern is 1-6 straight up and against the number of their last seven. Any guesses the one game I faded them? Uh, the one that they uh, ended up covering. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that they won at Michigan State as a 9.5-point dog. Love Michigan. It's a wild win by them, but I got Love go Michigan, Michigan State, that's fine. You like Michigan? Michigan's playing well I lately. Can't. I know that they can't be trusted for the full season. Yeah. But recently, they've been a lot better. I'm hoping they've shook some stuff off. Maybe they're going to return back to form. But Northwestern, I just don't think is very good. Yeah, they're not. They That defense is just absolutely bleeding points. Of course, the one exception, Michigan State. So unless they have like some sort of voodoo over teams from Michigan. Did you watch Michigan State last night? Did you watch that game at all? Uh, watched a little bit of it. So I caught the ending, or I caught the second half. But that Michigan State team, the main issue, the reason why they won't win anything is their point guard. Tyson Walker is absolutely brutal. Yeah, not He is good. so bad. Not good. There, there's really not much to add. He's just, he doesn't understand the concept of understanding numbers because there were multiple times in the final three minutes, Michigan State got a rebound, guys on the floor missing a layup. You have numbers. You push. You know, you fill your lanes, you got a wide open guy. And Walker just decides to slow it into the half court when his team has 50 points with two minutes to go. Hey, you know, the half court's not working. Push the pace. He just didn't get it. Here's the kind of stuff I love to share. And I'm glad I got need to confirm this, but um, because I've got him as questionable, but Lawrence Anthony says Utah state down both starting guards tonight, lost five or six San Diego state laying one. And that's a gift. I, I like him anyway. Cause I, I think the Aztecs, despite a bit of an underwhelming start to the season, they're still one of the best teams in the conference. Utah State losing Cato, of course, to the NBA has not looked the same at all. I like San Diego State no matter what. Yeah, if you can confirm, if you can confirm Jones and Miller are both out for this game, I mean that's I'm with you. I wrote I I had San Diego State last time out as a premium uh, cover a big number against UNLV and they fucking did. Absolutely. They're good when it's not in the tournament, dude. That defense, it, that's the real deal. It's like it's. I talk, I talked about this the other day. It's amazing how much their their football team is like their base, their, like their basketball yeah. team. All. I think that's what I would look at. Uh, you if you might want to gamble for a correlated. Of course, San Diego State could go nuts offensively, but Utah State is pretty good defensively. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind San Diego State and the under yeah, because either. if Utah State's missing that those two guys, yeah, they might only score like fifty. I get that. I get that. Hey, you know what? We haven't done yet. We just got we just got yakking. Let's uh let's talk about what happened yesterday, shall we? Try to keep me on track, buddy. <laughs> Truth is, uh, you we've been kind of lax with these segments for a while. I know, I know, but we got to we got to get to it. Let's find out what happened yesterday. Let's find out who took it in the shorts, who was happy, who was sad, who was a winner, who was a whiner. It's time once again for today's edition of Call the Cops. 
All right, very good. We're going to start off as we often do in the NBA. Nuggets, Pistons, under 216 and a half. You just needed 35 points in the fourth I'm sorry, quarter. It was the, it was the over. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. You're, you're right. You had the over 216 and a half. <laughs> uh, they needed 35 points in the fourth quarter. I think you know how this ends. They got 33, 20 to 13. Congratulations. Nice effort, boys. God, that must have been some clanging of the fucking rims. That game landed 215. So sorry. Call the cops. And looking at hockey, it's that point of the year where one and a half puck lines do not cover it anymore. You now might see some de facto two and a halves. And if you had the Coyotes plus two and a half against the Penguins, you were winning. With 16 minutes left, you're up three to two. Pittsburgh scored four unanswered goals. Oh. No empty netters, by the way. Oh, Coyotes lost six to three. That's <laughs> That's just sad. No empty netters. That that's that's awful. Oh, uh, Scott. My favorite kind of ham, Ford ham. If you had Ford ham and Dayton under 128 and a half, 13 points in the final 43 seconds. Stop it. Stop it. Holy shit. The game landed 129. You got hooked. Time to call the cops. Brutal. Scramble points, man. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. All right, well, there was some good news out there. You know who you were. It was the nice, easy victories that we all want to have. You were sitting in a rocking chair, baby. So, if you had the Spurs minus five and a half against the Rockets, Rockets are at home. You know what that means. They're probably going to lose. They're on a pretty long home losing streak. Spurs led by 15 at the half and matched it in the second half, one by 30. The game that we talked about, a lot of ballyhoo, a lot of ballyhooing about this game, and it did not live up to the hype at all. UCLA plus two and a half up against the Arizona Wildcats. They lived by 11 at halftime and put it on them again in the second half. Ended up winning by 16. You didn't need them points. Fuck them points. Take that money line. You're a 16-point winner. And the last one in the NBA, if you had the Raptors minus one against the Hornets, you led by 15 at half, and you won by 12. Hornets had a good run there for a couple of weeks. Seems like the defense is falling apart again. We got to talk about this game, man. We got to talk about it. Uh, we haven't done one of these in a while, and it is it is time, and there's no finer game than this. You know, I'm not mad because I didn't have any money on it, but just looking at it, yeah, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Scott, go ahead. This is this is an all-timer. I'll give you the honor. So, you had the Wizards playing yesterday the at Wizards. home against the Clippers. Clippers with no Kawhi Leonard, no Paul George, a.k.a. not very good at basketball. Horrible. And the Wizards led by 35 with 49 seconds left in the second quarter. Uh, They're at home. Call it, They're huh? up 35. Rocking chair. I mean, if it's in football, you already have the backup quarterback in at this point. Mm-hmm. You're up five touchdowns. And then... Everything fell apart. The Wizards got outscored 85-49 to 49 over the final 24 minutes and 48 seconds. They even gave up a four-point play to lose the game with about one second left. The Wizards blew a 35-point lead at home and a loss to the Clippers. Oof. I heard this stat today that teams... Um... That with 35 point leads, I believe we're like one and 12,000 
for the last hour. Doing the teams that were facing, a or, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, like that make a lot more sense, wouldn't it? Yes, the or, yeah, a deficit, of, yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody out there literally knows what I mean, yeah. <laughs> despite despite my inability to say it correctly. Um, yeah, so I don't even know that you could have got a, a live price on that. It would have just probably been plus ten thousand, right? ESPN said Caesars had sixty six to one. Okay, okay. I would. I think you might have been able to get better than that. I think you could. I just, think you probably could. I think you just you defaulted it a hundred to one because it gets to plus ten yeah. thousand. That's what that's I would it. assume it would have been. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were just laying ten thousand. So anyway. Maybe, but eight. I mean, thirty-five. That at home. Oof, that is So bad. <laughs> that's yeah, just not good. Brutal. Not not good, Bob. Not good at all. All right, uh, Ducks money line at a great price tonight. Uh, missed the free throw, dude. Yeah, no shit. Uh, well, that's the thing, though. I don't know if I can call Michigan State's thing a bad beat because they were trailing the, pretty much the entire game. They went on a run late. They missed a free throw, which would have sent it to overtime after they were fouled with point two on the clock. Like a lot had to go right for Michigan State even to have a shot at making it to overtime. So I don't know if that's called the cops. It wasn't fun, but. You were getting killed, and then somehow made a run at it. Can you call that call the cops if you were really never winning the entire game? Oh yeah, if you, I think if you miss a free throw to give you a chance to take it to overtime, you can, you can at least call the non-emergency number. I'm not sure you're dialing nine. I think the funny part was that he was. They were down two. He missed the first one, and he made the second one with point two on the clock, yeah. which made no sense at all. No. The whole thing was weird. No. Uh, Lawrence Anthony give us an update here. So Jones went into COVID protocol and Brock Miller is out another week uh, for Utah yeah. State. Very good. Utah State's falling apart. Welcome. So. Welcome. Yeah, right. give me the Aztecs. Somebody asking about Iowa State, Oklahoma State tonight. God damn. Is that it? You know, you know my theory. Uh, fade the uh, fade the unranked team for fade the ranked team. Yeah, you got the ranked team at home laying points. I'm taking Oklahoma State. Iowa State's still ranked. I believe so. They've lost four of their last five. Are they really? I think they are. Oh, huh, okay. I mean, one of those losses was to Kansas, so I can't roast them for it, but they are ranked 23rd. Okay. Well, there you go. So, so I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. So there it is. Oklahoma State been playing very good defense, man. Uh, System give, play. Yeah, you give, up, you give up 54 to Baylor, you got my fucking attention. Of course, mm -hmm. then they put up 57 against Texas Tech, so go figure. Uh, a couple of psychos here, but yeah, I'll, I'll ride the... I'll ride the strategy. I'll ride the strategy. Uh, that's cool. Um, I'm on Mercer tonight. Wrong team favored. The Bears. Uh, who's Mercer playing tonight, buddy? Oh, uh, let me pull that up quickly. Sorry. Let's let's see who can get to it. Uh, Samford. Samford. Um, Sorry, I, out of all the excitement for the show, I forgot to pull up the grid. I'm okay. I'm okay with so. that. I'm okay with Mercer catching a point. I'm. Uh, they're going to get owned on the boards, but if they can make their threes, yeah, I think they're. I think they're absolutely live. I think I blindly have to like it because even though Samford is eleven and eight overall, they're one and six in conference play. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. take the five and two team in conference. Play. Yeah, they dropped four straight. Uh, Mercer's won four or five. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally I'm totally cool with that. Yep, yep, yep. Defense has been playing uh, well. Of course, against Greensboro, they grounded out, but 
Other than that, Sanford defense not good last few games there in conference play. So, and they gave up eighty three last time. They got beat uh, Mercer uh, three point win last time at Mercer. So Sanford would able able to get the cover. Um, yeah, I give that a ride. I'm cool with that. I see a question about the NBA. Okay, what do you got? People asking about the Suns and Jazz game, which yep. I find a bit of a fascinating line move because, of course, Phoenix just beat Utah last game. Now Phoenix is one and a half favorites on the road against Utah. No go Bear, no Mitchell. The reason why money's come in or the line has dropped, I was going to say money coming on the Jazz or why the line has dropped is because Phoenix is missing a decent amount of the role players. You have no JaVale McGee. Aiton is still out as a starting center. You have no uh, Jay Crowder. You have no Cameron Payne. You have no Sarich. So they're a bit shorthanded, but... There's no Frank um, Kaminsky, Scott. I'm still... There's no Frank the Tank. <laughs> I'm still taking the Suns. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I mean, I, I'm not taking Utah. I've, I've seen them without Gobert. They're terrible. And without Mitchell and Gobert, no chance in hell I'm taking them. As far as I know, the Suns still have Chris Paul... They still have Devin Booker. They still have Mikel Bridges. That's good enough for me. Give me fourth quarter Chris Paul doing his thing. It's hard to back a Utah team without their two best players. You know that's been awful without him. What have they lost? Two of they've lost eight of ten. I think. Yeah, yeah they've they've been falling off the, falling off the cliff there. Time to time to put some futures money down on teams besides Utah. Uh, for what? Uh, I mean for the division. Yeah. I don't know if any other team in the division is going to actually compete. I mean, Denver can barely win a game. Jokic puts up massive numbers. They they struggle to even get above five hundred. Of course, they're going to get uh, they're going to get what's his fuck back here. Another they're getting uh, Jamal Murray. What's his fuck back? But yeah, Murray, I, I don't know when he's supposed to come back. Nobody knows. <sighs> Around March. I mean, Den- Denver's four over. Utah right now, if you look at the standings, is four ahead. So I guess I get. I don't think Minnesota's going to win the division. Portland's not going to win the division, and Oklahoma City. Good joke. So you're looking at Utah and Denver. I do you trust Denver to actually win a bunch of games? Because I don't. Uh, four back, four back of Utah right now. Depending on the depending on the prize, I mean, I think it's worth a sniff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think uh, I think it is. We're, we're going to see when these because I I think we can agree without Gobert and uh, without Mitchell, Utah team very very different, a below average basketball team. Yeah, but I'm looking at the Suns and. The point is they, as I mentioned in the past, have a Spurs, an old-fashioned Spurs kind of vibe to them where it doesn't matter which role players are playing, which ones are not going to play, they're going to kick your ass for 48 minutes. Yeah, we Doesn't saw. That kind of, isn't that the vibe of the Suns this season? Yeah, well, it was kind of the vibe they, in the playoffs, they just kill too. People. We saw in the playoffs, too. So Yeah, they just kill people. So I'll go with the Suns. A couple of uh, questions about, well, I've got a question about the, uh, the Hornets and uh, Pacers tonight. Uh, Indiana at home catching two in the hook from the Hornets. And of course, let me see who's, uh, Brogdon's out, of course, and Sabonis is out. Is Sabonis officially out or is he still questionable? He is out indefinitely with his ankle. Okay. This is Brogdon with his Achilles, so. Um, Charlotte. First glance, I like the over. Yeah. The 229 and a half. Yeah, the, my problem my problem there is Charlotte's been playing unders. Uh, the defense uh, they gave up one twenty five last night to Toronto. They did, so. they did. Um, you know, and they've yeah they give up they give up one hundred and two to Boston. I mean, okay. 
Uh, I'm, 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 ta- I'm taking Charlotte or pass here. Uh, for me, I don't know if I really trust Charlotte right now because defensively it seems like they're about to fall off a cliff. I'm not taking Indiana. It's for me a pure pass on the side. They played three times this season. Hornets are 3-0. Two of the games were decided by three points or less. So a lot of these games were very close. But you had first game, 245. Second game, 239. Third game, 224. 229 after a total does seem a bit high, but I think it's trappy. So I'm going to go with the over. Okay. All right, very good. Uh... I see pace. I see pace. I see pace, people. Mm-hmm. Um, Booker over 34 and a half points and rebounds. I mean, Booker, I think, could go for 30 tonight for points. So mm-hmm. I don't mind it. If you want to just take points, I don't mind that. Heat at home tonight, Scott. By the way, my favorite play on that Suns game is a prop. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Biombo over 10 and a half rebounds. I think that's a hell of a deal. Right. Uh, looking at the Heat. I can't go against the Heat. Uh, The Knicks are not a good basketball team. They almost beat the Cavs, so props to them. Cavs, of course, were missing Allen, who is one of their best players. But the Knicks have been just not a good team. I mean, mean, the Heat get people back. They've been good anyway. Mm -hmm. But now the Heat have Adebayo back. They're getting Hero back tonight from COVID protocol. The Knicks have lost four of five. I think the one concern I would have is laying that big of a spread when the total's barely over 200. So I think my favorite play on the game is probably Knicks team total under. I just don't see them scoring. What is it? What do the Knicks? What do the Knicks have to get to to cover? Uh I'd assume 98. You think you don't you don't think Miami puts up more than 105? No, I think the pace alone will keep it relatively low scoring. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Anybody else asking about anything? We talked about the uh, uh, NHL a little bit. Um, I see people asking about the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. What do you got there, Ben? Uh, they're laying about four, four and a half against San Antonio. Desmond Bain still questionable. Ja, we know, is really good. Spurs playing a back-to-back, but they beat Houston by 30, so... It's a back-to-back, but they got to rest some people in the fourth quarter. I think the one concern I have with Memphis is the fact that with Bain being questionable, I don't know if I want to lay points with a team that might be without one of its best players. But on the inside, Jackson and Adams should feast on the boards. Memphis is one of the best rebounding teams in the league. San Antonio is bottom 10. So the boards should be pretty one-sided here. I'd lean Memphis anyway, but without Bain officially being in, do you want to gamble on that? Yeah, I would, and I'll tell you why. Because he was upgraded from doubtful to problem to doubtful okay. to questionable, so okay. he's he's going the right direction. Um, I like that. Scott over over one fifty five in your play of the day. You still, good? I still like it. I got it at one fifty three and a half as a gift from BetMGM. But for me, I think that this game should land in the one sixties. First meeting had one sixty plus in regulation. Both teams go up tempo. I'd be shocked if. Both these teams didn't get to at least, I'd say, 79 points. Where's the value on the Colorado Avalanche tonight, Scott? What are they, 117 straight at home? That's either 16 or 17. What are they lying? Looking right now, buddy. Um, I, I think I think 180, if I remember right. I'm, I'm double-checking. That's surprisingly low. I'm used to hearing 700. Uh, they're, playing, they're, they're playing a decent team. 
they're playing Boston. Laying okay. one, we're laying 178. So is there any value? The puck line plus 128, uh, reg? Uh, you know, I'm not going to take the Bruins after they lost to the Ducks at home. Of course, they're a bit banged up. Marshan's been injured, and I think he's – I don't know if he's better than Pasternak or not. I think it's really close. I think it's a 1A, 1B situation because they're both really talented. But I'm looking at this overall roster for Boston. They're okay. I can't say that they're great in net, but do you want to make a case for them? Because I think the Bruins, based on name recognition, are just overrated. I think they're a decent hockey team that people think is better than it actually is. Yeah, and I especially don't like them away from Baston. And I misspoke, by the way. Marshan played last game. Okay. Um, I think for I think for me, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna lay the wood there. I'm tempted by the puck line, but they haven't been just devastating people. Hell, they won the last two where they were those incredibly high prices, like minus six hundred, minus seven hundred. They won both of those in fucking overtime. So those, yeah, those are shootout and the Coyotes one that so, I remember. So yeah, um, take the, or take the over one and a half first period. Uh, that's also been very good first period, um, first ten. Minutes. I feel like you take any over in the in the Avalanche games. It's probably good in any period. Yep, because they just score a bunch of goals. First ten minutes is good too. Yeah. Um. Somebody was asking about the Marquette Seton Hall. This Marquette team. I, I can't lay points with Seton Hall after that brutal no show against St. John's. They were just awful. And that was a that was a home game for them. That was a, a, a back that was a, a back to back with St. John's where they'd won the first one by I don't know what, six or seven, whatever they fucking won that first one by. On the they road. They got buried. Um they lost they lost at Marquette earlier by one. So We've got a we've got a revenge spot for them here, but this is a Marquette team, Scott. It's one in coverage, six straight. You're gonna you wanna you wanna jump in front of that? I have to like Marquette. Uh, you're looking at Seton Hall and one of their best players in Bryce Aiken, who I really like as a point guard, has a concussion, so he might not play, which is why the line has moved. I have to assume that Marquette is going to keep it alive. I think that they have a good chance to win the game. Wait, 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 wait. The line's gone the other way, buddy. The line's gone from it's gone th- from three and a half to six, or it's gone from it's six gone from, to th- it's gone from Seton Hall minus three and a half to Seton Hall minus six. Oh my bad, I thought it went the other way. Yeah, so no. I guess Aiken is going to play. So I misspoke there. I'm still going Marquette because at some point you got to dare Seton Hall to win by margin after such a bad no show last game. I'll take my chances. I, I think that Marquette's a team with Shaka Smart. They're not a great team in terms of talent, but they force a bunch of turnovers. They're not afraid to trap. They play an unorthodox style of defense yep. that can catch teams off guard. I think Marquette with Shaka Smart, bad in the favorite role, good in the underdog role. I like the under here too. Two very good defenses. Um, like you said, the very that's a very that that uh, that VCU um, offense there that uh, they played with Shaka Smart for a long time. Definitely uh, is unconventional, and it can catch teams by surprise there. And they've, they've been Marquette's been good in conference play for the most part. So, um, yeah, I'm not jumping in front of that. Yep. Um, Michigan minus eight. We talked about that a little bit earlier. I'd look for Michigan. If you're afraid of betting it, I can understand it. Maybe first half, but Michigan seems to have gotten back on track to some degree. Northwestern's doing what they usually do: do well at a conference, get killed in conference play. Look at Bronco Devil. This is this is what 
we we need like somebody to do this for us every show. Uh, Valpo, Michigan, uh, San Diego State, big. Yep, Oklahoma State, Mercer, Suns, Biombo over ten and a half rebounds, big. Uh, Heat, Knicks under. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like that sounds Works like that sounds like us. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, if, if you think that the game's going to be a bit more high scoring in the Heat Knicks game, it could happen that way. I don't see it. I think you'll see a grind. So. Yep. All right, buddy. It's time. We've uh, we got to get it. We got to get a streak going the other direction. We had we took uh took a took a beat yesterday, Scott. And uh, you know what? It happens. It happens. We uh, that Dallas. Dallas offense and the Warriors defense did their job. What, what Dallas put up, 91? 92, I think. 92. They lost by 38. Oh, yeah, just brutal. Just absolutely brutal. And the weird thing is Curry didn't even shoot that well. No. It wasn't like because that's the first thing I looked at. Oh, the Curry must have killed this. Nope. I think there's only three candidates for MVP right now. I've kind of thrown Curry out. It's Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. No. That's pretty much it. Right, my money's on Embiid at this point, but you never know about him staying healthy. I'm not sure. I'd, I'd gam- I'm not sure I'd gamble. Just will Joe M- Joel Embiid miss less than ten games the rest of the season? I'm not sure I'd gamble. I don't. On yeah, that, that's so. the thing. I don't know if you can actually gamble on Embiid to an MVP because you just assume one bad landing. See you later. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, there goes the back. Or the, is- if I had one bet that I had to give out for MVP, I would probably pick Jokic because worst case scenario, I know he will be available. Yep. He's a damn Iron Man. He really is. All right, buddy, let's do it. Let's fire it up. You know what time it is. It is hump day, everybody. It's time to put on your overalls, get on that straw hat, climb aboard your John Deere, get out those keys, the one with the lucky rabbit's foot on it, put them in, turn the key, fire that motherfucker up, guys, because it is once again time to bet the farm. All right, Scott. Like I said, we uh, we 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 had a one-sided play yesterday, but we needed both sides and didn't get there. So we're gonna fire it up, see if we can get it going the other direction. What do we got cooked up for today, my friend? So we're gonna look at a high-profile matchup between Radford and High Point. Under right. the radar. We're under the radar game. We like High Point on the money line at around minus one twenty. Radford has been awful against the spread. They are four and twelve against the spread this season. They are 1-8 ATS in the last nine, and they are 1-5 ATS in conference play. Plus, they are awful on the road. Radford is 2-6 ATS on the highway, while the High Point Panthers, so the Panthers, by the way, if you didn't know, are 6-1 ATS at home. And you look at the efficiency numbers, High Point is better in offense and defense. High Point ranks 304th offensively. Radford ranks 314th. Boom! And High Point ranks, yeah, I know, they're both bad. <laughs> But high points, less terrible on I don't, offense. I don't got to be faster than the bear. I just got to be faster than you. Pretty much. And then you have high point uh, ranking 170th in defense efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Radford ranks 228th. We'll lay the 120 against a team that's been so bad on the road all season long. Awful in conference play. Terrible form. Give us high point. There you go. Yeah, and in case you're wondering why we're taking the money line, spread's one and a half. So... For an extra ten cents, we can we can just uh, shave off that uh, three pointer at the buzzer to win. So if you if you want to take the one nap, you can. Yep. But we'll just take the money line. Yep, we're gonna take the money line. So there you go, guys. That's gonna be our bet the farm play. Get down on them uh, high point Panthers minus the one twenty on the money line. Start a new streak. Here we go. All right, you guys have a great day. Don't forget, we're gonna do our live broadcast 
on Sunday, the late game. I think it's going to be 6.30 Eastern time, 5.30 Central time. So we'll be doing our live broadcast of the NFC Championship game as the Niners come down and try to get in the stadium. Those dickheads, if they'll let them in uh, as they take on the Rams. So there you go. Make sure you tune in for that and make sure you check us out. As we do it each and every day, kids, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I do our very best to help you on your journey as we all attempt to head back to the window. You guys take care. We'll see you tomorrow.